0: Thank you, merci everyone for coming out today to Pop Montreal. This is a really uh, big thing for me, to be honest. I love when I get the chance to talk to certified legends of hip hop. And to be honest with you, um, we've got to make them come up. Because, this is, this is, you know, some of y'all, I think all of y'all are old enough to remember when uh, hip hop always had, rappers always had DJs, nowadays not so much. But we have DJ, we have Arabian Prince in the house. You've got to come up, you've got to come talk, man. <laughs> TJ for JJ Fad tonight and it's incredible to see you guys all here together for real like and I want to start out a little bit with some history because it's been a while since we've heard from JJ Fad I don't think you know there's a lot of people probably don't know your story so first of all why doesn't everybody just introduce yourselves and let uh and we'll go go from there.
1: Okay hi, everybody. Thanks for coming out today. My name is m c j b My name is
2: baby D. Hello, everyone. What's up, Canada? My name is sassy c
0: Now, one of the crazy things that when I look back at of the years of hip hop, you guys were literally like the first female m c s to go platinum, and that was a big deal, like nowadays you know with record sales and things have changed you know but we you know it's still like such a status thing back then i don't think a lot of people really noticed as much as they do now like right. what that meant tell me a little bit about your early days though coming out under easy uh-huh. and working with dr dre and give just give us a little bit of the history of where how y'all started
1: okay well we started with the uh easy and wa family and uh, we actually met Arabian Prince and Dr. Dre around the same time so both of them kind of collaborated together and said there needs to be a girl group out there so we need to really push you guys and see Mm -hmm. you know see what you can do so um they took us under their wing and we were a part of Ruthless when it first started in its inception Mm -hmm. and it was like a a family it was it was only us Michele NWA EZE DOC who else? That's about it, huh, at that time? Yeah. yeah, and so we were just a real intimate, small little family, mm-hmm. basically. I don't even want to call it work because we had so much fun when we went in the studio. It was just mm-hmm. like we were going to see our brothers, you know, and just have a good time out there, so. Um, we started there, and we tried a couple things, and it just took off from that point. When we, Our first single actually was not supersonic. It right. was the B-side, and it was called Another Ho. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: right, right.
1: So, we um, during the 80s there was a lot of dissing going on mm-hmm. between male rappers female rappers so we thought that was our way into the business just diss somebody and you'll be famous
0: and who are you dissing?
1: <laughs> we just <dissed> everybody <laughs> 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 we diss yeah every female rapper you could think of we diss yep. roxanne shante salt, salt, salt and pepper, pepper. Yep. uh sparky d uh, was whoever was out and right. hot at that time, we went after him, right. and because we thought that we thought that was the way. That's the way to get in, to yep. get out there, because we were able to be like, "Ooh, did you hear that JJ Fad diss?" But little t- to our surprise, they—I mean, the song was okay, but people flipped it over mm-hmm. and was like, "Now that's the song right, right. there." So like, h- hardly anybody even knows about another hoe, right? And that was what we thought would be our big break. So that's kind of like how we started. Um, with nwa and easy i mean Mm -hmm. easy you know rest in peace was he was older than us but not by much but he still was like a father figure because he took care of us i mean no matter what whatever we needed just call eric whatever we needed whatever we wanted to go somewhere if we needed a ride if we needed money whatever we needed it was provided from him so he he really took care of us and that's why i say it's a family because there was never any boss, you know, mentality, like, you oh, respect me, I'm the boss. He was on the same level with us, mm-hmm. so.
0: Well, you made him some hits. You made him yeah. a huge <laughs> Tell me about before that, though. I mean, you say you started out with them. I mean, you guys are hella fine MCs, like, for real. Like, were you rapping in, on, in school? Just that <laughs> yeah
4: we started off doing just, uh, talent shows in school and also um, break dancing yep. had a break dancing group uh, and then our rap group mm-hmm. and it did start off in high school and i always thought that i could sing and mm-hmm. i wanted to be like the next pop star when i was young but i just continued continued through school like i said through high school through everything talent shows and everything that was just like my big thing i wanted to to do
0: i always been up in there mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> well, did, y'all, did the three of you come up together?
1: Actually, um, my best friend in high school was her cousin. Yeah. I didn't even know about her. And um, she, her cousin introduced me to her and she's like, she can beatbox. I was like, yeah, right, she can beatbox. <laughs> There's no way a girl can beatbox because we came up yeah. with the fat boys yeah. and we know he the human beatbox and who else was beatboxing at that time? Run he did a little something something but you know but there was only men mm-hmm. was like, uh, what's his name Dougie Fresh yeah. Yeah. Dougie Fresh was you know so we're, I'm like there's no way that a female can do that there's no way you know, and I, and I'm young, and now I know that females can do anything that a male can do. So believe me, I know that now. <laughs> but back then, I was like, oh heck no. So she came to my mom's house, and I was like, okay, Lisa, that was her cousin's name. I said, let me hear this beatbox thing. So I thought I was, like, was going to be like, oh my God, that is so whack. <laughs> she busted out, and she had so much bass, and just like a guy, and she like the lyrics. I mean, the the beats and everything were just so clear and perfect yep. <laughs> so it was just it was amazing to me that it sounds she
4: had like
0: you're that. gonna put her on the spot well,
4: you know, it's, just <laughs> it's just funny to me and I'm laughing with him because we went when we went into the studio with Supersonic the Supersonic beat was my beatbox yeah, so yeah. then it, we converted into to music, music. Yeah. <laughs> and that's funny because that's how huh. we came in I think
0: we need to hear that
4: <laughs> well I'll give you a, a little snippet <laughs> a Little something. A little snippet.
0: but that's it that's <laughs> it for now you
4: gotta come out to the show <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, thinking of, you know, what you were saying, like, it was kind of radical to see, you know, yeah. female MCs back then. I mean, when it came when you came out, like, it was a game changer. Because yeah. the, the female MCs were always dope, mm-hmm. you know, Roxanne, all that. Right. But they kind of played, you guys came out under NWA, but a lot of people, I don't think, even made that connection, right. to be honest. A, a lot. lot of uh, the female MCs came out under someone else, yes. you know, but... You guys really came out straight. You know, J.J. Fad was a phenomenon.
1: Well, the thing that a lot of people don't know, um, which, by the way, you won't hear in the movie, the N.W.A. movie, you'll never know. So you guys are the first to hear this, and this is the honest-to-God truth. So when you see that N.W.A. movie, just be like, yeah, right. Okay, so anyway. (laughs) And I do support, you know, some of the movie, but it's not, like, totally, totally accurate, and I'm just going to put that out there. But, um... When we were in the studio, NWA was also making their album along with our Supersonic album. We were kind of doing it together. They finished first. Mm-hmm. And we weren't done yet. And people were like, they're not going to accept this NWA album. They're not gonna, there's no way that they'll be able to accept it. So Eric, with his genius, Eazy-E, he was like, put the girls out 1st Put the girls out first. Let them seal the deal for Ruthless Records. Let them know Ruthless is out there. Get that buzz because already, there's already buzz around them. So put them out. Mm-hmm. So he put us out first and we paved the way for NWA to come through
0: on Ruthless Records I mean, you're, and you're, be the you're phenomenon. Not, you're, you're being modest because y'all paved the way for the whole West Coast. Oh, thank you. Like Back then, that was, a ra- that was radical when y'all, when y'all yeah. came out. And I mean, I'm from Pennsylvania originally and I remember when uh, everyone was only listening to Easy e after, you know, like everybody yeah. was East Coast, uh-huh. and it's pretty close to New York, but then right. all of a sudden, it was yeah. a takeover.
1: Yeah, we used to be scared to go to New York. We used to be petrified, because we're like, we're going to get booed, we're going to get booed, not because we were bad, but because we weren't from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we were always, did we, did we, we never got booed, don't on. did we ever get booed? They we did? They <laughs> <it>.
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: We, we went out. Well, we yeah, we <laughs> We went out on the Apollo and then they when they said JJ Path from you know the West Coast, they were like, Boo, boo. This one here is like Boo, boo, you know and then they just thought it was the funniest thing and then it was okay. You know, because they were like, What? You guys are from the West Coast, this is the East Coast or whatever and then, so she got with them, you know, back and then they just thought it was the funniest thing and then it was okay from that point. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is so, crazy to you. See even think I, of I blocked today. those things. I, I do <laughs> not remember. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> So that's why I have them. They're my memory. Well, <laughs> so
0: go okay, ahead. No, please, please, Um, I forgot where I was going, but go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, you know, you came out around the time, you know, in that time, but t- your sound was way more like, you know, what Arabian Prince and Dr. Dre and we right. were doing before N.W.A. It was mm-hmm. more like a world class and Crew and electro sound. Mm-hmm. Like what was that? Tell me about L.A. at that time. Like obviously that was a pretty dominant oh, yeah. sound. Yeah. There was this place called the before Casa. More Gangster
2: Rap. The Casa. And anybody who really came from the West Coast went to this particular venue. I mean, it was Tone Loke before he was Tone Loke. Um, us, Easy. everybody would go there. Because I remember, I think that was the first time I ever met Eric was yeah. there. And, um, yes, I mean, anybody from the West Coast went to this particular venue. And you you got up on the stage, you did your thing, and, you know, everybody was um, all in there. So that's that's what I remember. The, yeah, they, uh, the The
1: sound actually, like she said, it actually came from her beatbox. So before we even put it to music, that was what we were doing anyway. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't much of a jump for us. Right. Um, if you listen to the Supersonic album, there's a pop side and there's a hop side, which is like pop and hip hop. Mm-hmm. So the pop side was all the, the techno, electro type of music, and then the hop side was the hip-hop like the deep hip-hop which people don't know that we can do sure so um a lot of people when they got the album they flipped it over they were like whoa these girls have talent they're not just pop they're they're true hip-hop girls too Mm -hmm. so a lot of people don't know that because supersonic was so big Mm -hmm. that they didn't listen to anything else Mm -hmm. but if you flip it over well now if you change the track for (laughs) the cd you don't have to flip anything over anymore (laughs) but um if you listen to the hop side you'll be pretty amazed at the the difference between the two sides
0: well i mean there was a lot of albums back then that the the single didn't totally reflect the whole album right you know the the single for the radio wasn't necessarily the one that showed all the skills and all the you know the depth
2: the only thing I wanted to comment on is when you were talking in the beginning about the records and the different things like that. With technology being what it is now, we have a better tracking system. Back then, um, you know, it was just one particular entity that kept track of it. So I would venture to say that records probably went platinum sooner than they into, than they calculated or our single probably was larger than it really was because there was only one what ASCAP and different places that kept track of it. And they were all the time wrong, I mean, grossly wrong because we would hear our song all the time and then we get this check and you go.
3: Yeah,
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) it's like, so now with technology being what it is, I'm sure, you know, they can keep, so I'm just saying, I said that to say that it probably was larger than they even calculated. Right.
0: And now they make no money off it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's real though. Because I used to watch, I I was talking with Arabian Prince before this. And I used to run home from school to watch MTV Raps every day at 3.30. And y'all were on it Mm -hmm. like every day. We're on the first episode. We're on uh, um,
4: the entrance too. Yeah, Yeah, the Um,
0: intro. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right.
1: Yeah, I found it on YouTube. I was shocked because I didn't even realize that that was the premiere episode that we were on. I didn't even know that. Wow. And it was um, it was the, re- I saw it on YouTube. Maybe I'm wrong, but I saw it on YouTube. <laughs> but it was like, because it said like premiere show and it had, it was when Will was on the bus, Will Smith okay, and, yeah, right. okay, yeah. So, and we were on that one. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't even know that. And I don't know if it's, you know, it's true, but on YouTube, that's what it said. It was the premiere episode. So I was like, wow, I didn't even know that, but
0: that was pretty cool. Yeah, And I used to love how deep they would go too, like the Fab Five Freddy and then Ed Lever mm-hmm. and Dr. Dre. Well, they would yeah. go like, they would go deep into like, you know, they they went to Houston. Yeah. I remember, and actually went all over Houston. And they, they went to Compton. Was, yeah, that's how we learned about. <laughs> we got to learn about. You yeah. know, see that. How did y'all feel though about Gangster Rat? Like what NWA and them were saying and all that? Were you were you guys big we fans? We loved it. Yeah. Well, we
1: loved it because we knew them, yeah. and and we yeah, absolutely. Um, it was it was real to us. Mm-hmm. That was everyday life. The things that they're they're talking about. Are actually, is actually what was happening at that time, mm-hmm. and so it was very relatable, and I think that's what made it so large. Is that, it, especially on the West Coast, is because everybody could relate to that. Mm-hmm. You know, there there is truth when you're um, D.W.B. driving while black. I mean, it, that's there's a truth to that. I mean, you drive down the street, and if you're the wrong color, they will pull you over, and they will find a reason to harass you and that's just how it was you know sometimes it still is but it's so much better but what they rapped about i said that to say what they rapped about was actually real and what was happening in the streets but i'm gonna pass this to arabian because he can tell you a lot more about that
5: yeah i'm dwb driving while black (laughs) i actually got pulled over uh, in front of my house uh, last week in my mercedes (laughs) but um yeah it's true so i mean a lot of people would say, N.W.A., oh, you guys, you know, started Gangster Rap. We never even said the word Gangster Rap or talked about that. We were just, yeah, the media did that. We were just like, look, man, we're sick and tired of the stuff that's going on in the neighborhood, and we just want to do what, you know, tell the stories. So, you know, like, I remember, because I was making records, and so was Dre before N.W.A., so we had a little money, so, you know, we had decent cars for the hood, better than you were supposed to, some rims, you know, nice stuff. And I couldn't go from my house to the swap meet four blocks away without getting pulled over by the police, sitting me on the curb, and literally taking my car apart looking for drugs, like pulling my speakers out, pull the radio out, you know, it's just harassing you for no reason. Oh, what's this pager for? Um, So my mama could call me. You know, it's like, oh, you're a drug dealer? Or why you got a cell phone? You know, like, um, so I could talk to people. You know, just just stuff like that. So we wanted to put it on wax. Like, this is what's going on in the hood. And we hate you in a very vulgar way. Yeah. Well,
0: there's nobody can deny how much that resonated across the country immediately. And then around the world. Yeah. I mean, that was like, that NWA was revolutionary. All that stuff was revolutionary. Were you guys ever pushed... Maybe go in a more gangster direct? Did they ever want y'all to, want no. to be like that? No.
4: <laughs> no, We had a good girl image. And yeah. We are yeah. good girls anyway. Yeah. <laughs> they, and
1: that's the good thing is that they never wanted to convert us to what we weren't. Yeah. They knew that was not us. Especially me. I, middle class suburban, you know, <laughs> lived in the suburbs. So that that's not me at all. Yeah. So, um, and they let us be true to ourselves. Mm-hmm. They let us be true. So, And that's why we have pop, hip hop. She's more hip hop. Oh, yeah. She came from the streets. Like, she's more... Uh, like, if anybody was going to go gangster rap, it would be Baby D. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she... That's why, like I said, that's why we did, like, both sides because w- that's who we were. Mm-hmm. And they never made us be something that we weren't.
0: Right, right. And it was amazing uh, to see just how... I mean, at that time, we were talking about how so much hip-hop today sounds the same. Oh. There's so many people... You know, biting in those days was... you could not you couldn't do it Mm -mm. nowadays there's a hundred Drake's if not a thousand yeah and back then like that was you know we weren't in the early days of hip-hop we weren't thinking about LA at all until this happened Right. and hearing the sound that you guys came with hearing what NWA came with and later the stuff from the Bay I mean Mm -hmm. just took over tell me about today though like I feel like half the stuff like I go out to a club now and it's all electro. It's all, it sounds like the stuff y'all were making. It's coming back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you feel? Did you see it coming full circle?
1: I do. And I also see a lot of artists that are actually emulating our cadence, our song, you know, actually using it. Um, recently, we had, um, I don't know if you ever heard of a rapper named Cray Sean. Mm. She's a female. We were trying to forget. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Come on, man. We try to forget that. Why'd you have to bring that up? Yeah,
1: she did, like, an interpolation of of Supersonic. Then, of course, you have Fergie, who did Fergalicious, which is Supersonic on steroids. (laughs) I think
0: at least you got credit on that one. We did. We did.
1: We got credit on Crayshon, too, just to let you know. And then... recently Eminem mm-hmm. on his Rap God song. Does anybody know what Rap God is or have you heard of Rap God? Okay. That um is the on the new Eminem album and it was um one of the biggest singles that came out mm-hmm. and everybody's favorite part just happens to be the part where he pays homage to us. Mm-hmm. So um we were really honored by that and it was mm-hmm. amazing for him to even do that right. for us, you know, and and give us the credit that we deserve so. Sure. That was awesome. But yeah. going back to being relevant, it everything comes full circle. Right. Everything does. Clothing, style, everything is full circle. So mm-hmm. we knew it come back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for that. That's one that can stay. I'm yeah. serious. But look at our album cover when we had on the neon colors. You know, yep. I mean, just look at it. And now what's back out? The neon. Yep. Everything that kids like, you know, it's this hot pink and all that. And we, we had that. There, do I say how many years ago? (laughs) That's a good way. Some years ago, we had had it. It just comes full circle.
0: For sure. What are you, uh, is that, I mean, honestly, no offense, but, like, I haven't heard much from y'all in some years. It feels like.
1: We haven't done much.
0: Right. (laughs) No, I know, but I'm like, is this, was that part of the reason you all. I don't, I don't know if it no, was getting back together or getting no, back to music The again? reason
1: why we stopped is because, and in, in keeping it totally real, the second album didn't do anything. Um, and at the time that we started to do our second album, Dre was huge. He was doing Mary J. Blige, Eve, all kinds of people. So he was like, you guys can wait for me to do your second album, but it's I'm letting you know right now it's going to be over a year. Because that's how booked he was. And we're like, Shh, we're not waiting a year to put out another album. We got to strike while the iron's hot. Big mistake.
3: Yeah.
1: Because, um, and, and it's not to put down any producers that did the second album. It's just that it wasn't the style that people were used to. We tried to go in a different direction and it just it just did not work. Mm-hmm. We probably should have waited. Right. Um, but going back on it, I, you know, there's songs on the second album that I do really like that never got a chance. I think not only... I think because Dre wasn't on it, I think the label didn't push it as much as they could have. Mm-hmm. Um, it could if the if the push would have been more from the label, I think it would have done a little better. Maybe not you know a whole lot better, but so at that point you get dropped from not from Ruthless but from your distribution, which was, ours was at Co, a division of Atlantic Records. So we got dropped because the album didn't do that well. So from that point we were getting older and you know we started having babies and raising our family so we just said okay let's just stop you know for a while let's raise our families let's do what we need to do and put our families and kids first so that's why we took such a long hiatus because now we all have kids that are older mm-hmm. I think uh, baby D has the youngest one how is my son 10. she has a 10 year old my youngest is 14 mm-hmm. her youngest is 14 as well so um, we took the time to raise our families and we did little stuff here and there but now you know our kids are pretty much Mm -hmm. Mm self-sufficient and they can do without us so we came back on to do we've been touring around the nation different different shows Mm -hmm. so and we're having fun with it because we don't have to worry about oh my god who's going to watch my kids oh my gosh you know was who's going to feed my husband you know right so so now you know we feel we have we're having a really good time with it Arabian just let us know this week that he has a a new song for us so we're gonna Ah, probably take that on and see and see what we can do with that so would you guys accept us if we came back (laughs) So I I think we still have a core base of fans so you know hopefully we can pull that pull those fans back you know to me 40 and 50 is the new 30. Oh. You know, even though our fans are older, I think we're younger as a as a nation now. I don't think like back then when I thought of somebody being 50, yeah. I'm like oh my god 50 and I just turned 50 and I don't feel that way you know I don't feel like because I am but (laughs) I don't feel like oh my gosh 50 so old and do I look 50 (laughs) so I just think it's a different time and I think those fans are still they're still ready to party they're not old they're not sedentary I think they're still ready to come back and and have a good time with us
0: male of anybody just a just a little plug for tonight's show if anybody has seen the uh the YouTube of y'all opening for Public Enemy at the, uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction thing. like I was in shock, y'all sound exactly the same, <laughs> like y'all still have got it like that, like it was amazing. I'm excited to see it tonight.
2: I'm super excited we are I mean because when you take a break and you see what's out there and you know what you can do and when you come back and you rock it like you used to I'm so t- man I'm come to the show come to the show and you'll see what we're talking about because yeah <laughs> because it's excitement you know like I think, I thought raising my kids was important. That was. That's what I needed to do to yeah. to be a mom. Yes. And that was what our priorities were. Now, we're, like she said, we have a frame of mind. We're different. We're, re- oh my God, I'm so excited. Come to the show and you'll, you'll see what we're talking about tonight.
0: You need to show these kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's for real. Yeah. These, uh, I'm pretty sure you're not gonna sip a bottle of lean and uh, go f- pass out on stage or <laughs> something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're gonna see some energy tonight, yeah, there's no way as opposed to there's a lot. Showmanship anymore? So yeah,
1: it, it's hard. It's hard to. <laughs> it's hard to sit here because we know from the very beginning our show was high energy, yeah. full of you know we we're all over the stage, and. Then you go to a show nowadays and you see just a rapper walking back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and you're like, what is that? And why is, and, and they have crowds of, of a million and you're like, are you entertained? Are you really entertained? I just can't see. I mean, the songs are good so you can sing along with the songs, but as far as a visual entertainment, there's just, just not there anymore.
0: High out of their minds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And oh my, right. if you want to keep it real too, sometimes it's almost surprising to see a DJ these days. When back then, really if you true. didn't have a DJ, you, you couldn't right. just go no. out there without a DJ. Right. Even if your beats are on that, you right. had to have a DJ. You did. There was no getting around that. Nowadays, it's like. It's
3: kind, like right. it's <laughs> kind of like a
2: singer with a band. You react to your band. You know, I, I, I mean, yeah. it's like a singer. You know, when they come out and they have a band that's. Yeah. You, you interact with them. We interact with him you know Mm -hmm. it's like if you have a a versus a cassette or you push a button you know you interact you do that's what a live show is about to entertain your crowd pull them in with you and have a good time everybody's just feeding off each other having a good time and you don't see that anymore Mm
3: -hmm.
0: well i'm really I, i actually got excited when i first started seeing um you know things on the internet about you coming back you djing parties again like are you I mean, you created a sound. Like, are you working with artists today? Like you said, you have some music for J. J. Fad. Like, are you still working with artists?
5: Oh yeah. Like I told you, you know, I I ghost produce a lot of stuff for a lot of people. Um, got a bunch of new projects coming out, and you know, I just keep it moving. And me and you know, my boy Egyptian Lover, like, we're touring all over the world. You know, like, just got back from Austria. He just got back from Belgium. So, it's you know, I haven't stopped since back then. You right. know, yeah.
0: Man, it's exciting, I can I was like, when I walked in uh, to meet up with them before this and Arabian Prince was sitting there, I was like, like a little starstruck, for real. I'm for like, free audience. trip,
5: free <laughs> trip to Canada, I'm gonna go. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is not a bad place to come. Oh right? yeah. For sure. Well, uh, still got more questions still, but I want to know if does the audience have any questions? I don't know how much time we still have here. are yeah. We're doing good. I, we can definitely take some questions from the audience yeah, if anybody has great. anything. Or don't be shy. <laughs> I might just
1: force you to ask questions <laughs> <laughs> is everybody coming to the show tonight
0: Yeah. oh good okay yes don't forget to pray we're performing
5: in a church <laughs> yeah
0: pray for us <laughs> yeah late night yeah <laughs> y'all going on at like 2 2 a.m. man You know,
1: that's a really good. That's a good question. Um, we love Public Enemy. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we we. I. That's me. I don't, I'll let them all in individually answer. But I think that they were. They're a huge inspiration to me. The way they have stayed relevant all these years. They are still touring all over the country. And what an honor it was the for world. them to the world. Absolutely. All over. Wor- no other rappers go. No, not at all. And it was such an honor when they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that they included us in their induction ceremony, their show that they had before. And they paid us, and they didn't even have to. I mean, we would do that because we love them. But they actually paid us to be a part of that, which was really, really amazing to me. And um, just, you know, what he talks about, you know, he's, he's political but not too over the top. You know, sometimes he can be, but it's just... It's things that need Damn to be right. said. It, things, right. Yeah, it needs, be. it needs to be said. It needs to be heard. yeah, So um, they're, they're them, and for me, Run DMC. Man. Okay. I would ask you, oh, I mean, Same.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh.
2: Good music, just good music. I mean, that's what really moves me. That's what really has played a part in in who we are or what we aspire to be.
0: Well, that's something I'd, I'd like to ask about too. You mentioned touring, like that era. Tell me about some of the tours you guys were on back then, because that, that era, for me, you would go out, you know, you'd go to an arena and see six of your favorite oh, rap groups yeah. even all together, on all on one bill. Yep. Tell me that about some fun. of the, the tours you guys did.
1: Um, we did Run DMC, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, um, Public Enemy, NWA, New Kids on the Block, um, huh? Kwame. Well, else? We did um, some pop shows too. We did a lot, but the core that runs House Tour 1988 was the biggest ever, and that was Run, DMC, Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, us. Um, well, there was like five people on there because wait, wait, wait. So NWA and them weren't on that one. No, that
3: was
1: upon, uh, yeah. so the final one. Yeah. Right. So I think there was like four or five acts on the Run Runs House mm-hmm. Runs Tour. So it was that was the that was the longest running tour. I think we stayed on the road for about a year and a half.
0: Wow.
3: Yeah.
0: So you think we can maybe put that together again later the same way? Wouldn't that be amazing?
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What I would like to see, though, is um, I call it ladies of the 80s, but just an all-female um group uh tour go across with like us and then salt and pepper and o-town's three (laughs) five please please bring yo-yo yo-yo uh rage o-town's three five seven i mean all the females that came you know during that time it would be amazing to have them all on one bill but i was talking to the lady of rage a couple nights ago and she said that promoters don't think that people will buy tickets to that because it's all females Uh, but I uh, don't agree with that though I am like I think it would sell huge you know somebody some promoter needs to really push that because she was saying that promoters are afraid of it right because they don't think that they'll have the ticket sales from all-female
0: well I know as a I've booked a lot of shows in my time and the venues are definitely getting more and more uh, they all want the same exact thing yeah and the agents have too much control Right. but forget America Y'all could go. That's so to true. Every city in Europe, Canada, oh, wow. probably to South Africa and uh, Kenya and yeah. all these places. Like uh, Japan, you could go to Japan probably next yeah. week. That's our dream. You know, I mean, that's that's big, and yeah. that would be a huge tour.
4: Um, we yeah we had an offer to go there. You know, we haven't been there, but we had an offer to go there. But we we were having so much fun on the Runs House tour that it was like, no, you think we're about to leave this? You know.
1: And, and sometimes I regret it because I think that would have been just amazing. But yeah. so we were young, and all we cared about was being with our friends
4: yeah. and having fun. Yeah. That's it. We didn't care about
0: anything else. It's like, no, we're
4: here with our yeah. friends. No, that's <laughs> our friend. No, we're not leaving and now, Look, and now he don't know us. Yeah. <laughs> she said, and now he
0: doesn't know us. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I mean, are y'all reconnecting? The, the, here,
1: Here's the thing with me, and and... I understand it and then I don't we have always been the kind of group that was very approachable like I don't care who you were what you had any fan could like if somebody said oh can we come backstage come on you know yeah hey guards let her through you know we were very relatable we were I friendly been
0: a JJ fat groupie <laughs> I
1: anybody could have been <laughs> that's what I'm saying it's like we never let that you know we love we know that without you guys there is no us so whenever people were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm your biggest fan. Well, come back here. Let me sign an autograph for you. You know, we have never been that way. So to me, it's confusing to me when we had such, I mean, I'm telling you, Will Smith and us were like that. So when people forget, it kind of bothers me because I would never forget you no matter how big I, I got. I mean, if I became a big Ice Cube megastar I would still say, hey, how are you doing? Are you okay? Do you need anything? Nobody checks on anybody anymore. It's just not like, and that to me that's bothersome because I know if the tables were turned, I would check on people Mm -hmm. and make sure that my family, remember we were all a family, was okay. Dre with his beats. Do you think he's called and said, hey, are you guys okay? He's a millionaire, billionaire, whatever, billionaire now. Has he called and said, do you guys need anything? Are you guys okay? Mention, was the first artist that helped him right, his first and he all trip, his first house. Trip, his first house. He always told us in the beginning, "You, bought you guys bought my first house." Yeah. So if it wasn't for JJ Fat, I would not have been able to purchase a home.
3: Huh.
1: Okay, now you can purchase fifty million homes. <laughs> can we get one? No. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so, How you doing? No. but still, if I, it, but still, if you know. If I came across him today I would never say anything like that because then he would think oh they just were talking to me cuz I have money you know but it's the fact that we were so close and that we were a family and that we always interacted as a family so I just think it's just kind of messed up that nobody reaches back
0: I mean once you join the illuminati you know <laughs> they have rules they have rules <laughs> there's rules <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how I feel about all that. <laughs> well, no, but it is incredible. I mean, I'm so glad you guys are here, and it's so incredible. You know, like it's just a testament to this timeless music, and the music you made is definitely timeless. And like I said, the stuff you created has influenced. It's still the influence is still reaching to this day, and it's incredible. I'd love to see that you guys are together, Thank and you. I can't wait to see the show tonight. Get excited! Do uh, we have any other questions from the audience? We definitely want to give you all yes, a chance sir. to ask some questions.
1: Yes, yes. That
3: he'll ever get to he that
1: I think, and, and, and this is not a diss to him at all, but I think there's a fear factor. And because it's so anticipated, if it comes out and it doesn't do well, then he's an automatic flop. You know what I'm saying? So I think that pressure of reaching the standard of the chronic and the anticipation of detox, that if this thing isn't mind-blowing... It's over. You know, musically. I know he has other ventures. He doesn't really have to do that. He doesn't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. But I think the fear is what's making what's the what the delay is. I yeah, really if you do. I want to
0: keep it real on that though. When you talk about an album like The Chronic, that was because of a huge group of people yes. coming together to make that record yes. the classic that it was.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> yeah. So and that you know, and that's my thing, it, it, that's
2: scary. Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's amazingly scary.
2: Well, look at what they're doing to Ice Cube. He just has a new album out. And he's, he's huge. But they're critiquing it from top to bottom. I mean, whether you do... He's darn if he does and darned darn if he doesn't. Because he's got one, um, a couple of good songs that are hip-hop. And then he's got some that wherever he was going with that. And they, you know, they're just so critical of him. I mean, he's darn if he does and darn if he doesn't.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think, I don't even think his... I think he did a, a song called Booty Drop or something with, oh, with yeah. Red, Red Foo. Oh. From
2: uh LMFAO.
1: Yeah. And Ice Cube, yeah. And I and I I kinda I kinda liked the song myself. Yeah. I mean it had a good beat but that it was kinda popish. So and I kinda like that. Right. You know. But did it do anything? I don't think so. I don't think it even did well at all. And I, I kinda liked it, but I think because I think Ice Cube is known as an actor now. I
0: don't yeah. think that no one's gonna listen to his music anymore. I actually I feel like I know everything about rap and I don't know that yeah, song. I don't know that song, actually. Wow, all right. Yeah. Maybe they didn't want us to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, it kind of coincides cool
2: with what she's saying. Yeah. Yep. The fear factor of, you know, um, keeping up with your own life. you know, yep. making it be better than what it was already. And I think once
1: you cross to that acting yep. thing, then everybody views you. It's hard to be both. you got to pick because... One yeah. one entity huh? get jiggy with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> one exactly. one entity is gonna accept you, and one's not. <laughs> so no. I mean, you're gonna be accepted by the movie world, so you're gonna be huge in that. But then the music world's gonna turn their back on you because now you're an actor. Right. So it's like it's well, too hard. I mean,
0: it is. You know, he can't be the Ice Cube that was on Straight Out of Compton. Right. In 2014, like he can, but it's not the same thing. That fire, it can't. That fire can't be. Especially since he his did. Heart. Are we there yet?
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: okay, he
1: has a question. Did
5: it over yet? <laughs> Just on the topic of movies, do you know if any uh, No. No, that's what I was
1: saying. It, and, and that's sad to me because oh, okay. y- you cannot make a true NWA movie without mentioning us. And we're not even mentioned.
5: There's a behind
1: it, yeah, there's um if you want to go into it, um Easy married a woman named Tamika on his deathbed. So she doesn't know us. She doesn't like us. She doesn't know anything about us. And she still chose not to like us. So, um, and, and we kind of went after her because there's a lot of money that we have that we are owed that she won't give us. So um, there's, she's in charge of this movie. So, of course, she doesn't like us, so she's going to leave us out. But that's why I want to get it out there. So you guys tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend (laughs) that you can't make an NWA movie and not mention J.J. Fad. Like I said, they put us out first so they could solidify their music in the industry without going so gangster and people going, oh, heck no. They're like oh that's jj Fad's on there oh they're good that's ruthless records they got jj Fad. let's put this out and then they you know they were able to kind of get in there more na- national so there's no there's no story if you don't tell the truth
0: well that's why this is so important to, that you guys coming back out and telling these stories because history gets rewritten all the time in this culture for real and these certain people like there's <laughs> There's a million stories, yeah. like you just told, yeah. like pretty much everyone from your era. Right. <laughs> probably so has when a you see story. it,
1: just kind of see it with an open mind because it's there's definitely parts in there that are true, but there's a lot of things that are omitted. No. Mm-hmm. So there's there's things. How, that,
0: I have to ask, so how do you know all this right now? I mean, have you seen parts? We where have that people like, that have been to the movie know, set and yeah, that have okay. read the
1: script, and you know, we'll ask some of our friends. Like, are we even mentioned? They're like, no, you're not. You're not Shoot. nowhere on the script anywhere. It's not even doesn't even mention your name. And I'm like, how can you even do that? They, they even have that Easy E and Dr. Dre met their wives during our time. They didn't even know them during that time. Eric married Tamika on his deathbed. Mm-hmm. So, and Dr. Dre's wife, I think she was a Los Angeles Laker cheerleader or something at one time. No, and
3: they,
1: Who's that? Who's that? Oh, I, but she was a Laker girl too. And so um, they didn't meet until way down the road. I think even mm-hmm. after chronic. So, you know, so so a lot of the stories in there are, they're true, but they're, the timeline is all wrong. It's all wrong.
0: I hate music movies, actually, most of the time, to be honest. Like, they're always wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that. I don't think it's necessary. being a female, you already have a sex appeal to you. you know I don't think that you need to show everything. We're well-clothed. Yeah, just to sell music. Um, Nicki Minaj. Um, <laughs> she doesn't need to do that. She's an amazing lyricist. She, she can rap. But why? You know why? You, you don't need to do all that. You know you are, you're pretty. You have a nice body. You don't have to show everybody everything just to say she if she would have done Anaconda and made a normal video, not a, a total pornographical <laughs> type of video, her album still would have sold because
4: um, hmm a good artist. Yes. And she
1: She's starting to do that. She she have like
4: to. She yeah.
1: Look like it's, it's right. I, I don't think it's necessary, I, I don't really know why Beyonce went in that direction. Um, I, I still like the music, but it's very sexual, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I just don't think it's necessary. I think if they would just stick to who they are, you don't need sex sex sales, but not all the time. If you're good, you're good, yeah. No matter what you have on, you know, you could have on a camouflage, you know. <laughs> yeah whatever you know you yeah. can wear anything
0: for the record i had a crush on all of y'all oh i tried, still do still do, <laughs> still do. yes big time. <laughs> and it was you know I, we were talked about this earlier though i think can we blame Nicki minaj or is it the industry I think it's a little of both. Yeah? I think
1: it's a little of both because, like, okay, and, and I'm going to put it out there and, you know, you, I'm sure you guys have noticed that we're a little heavier than we were in the 80s, but we're real. We've had babies. I've had four babies. She's had four babies. She's had four babies. That's so weird, right? We all had four kids. Uh, <laughs> and we didn't have, you know, we aren't so stars you know to have the personal trainers and you know have c-section so you you don't you know just crazy things we're real we're just like you we're just like everybody else we didn't have all that extra stuff so we have to work we have to work hard and sometimes you get caught up and you have to run to fast food because your kids need to eat and so you're like okay let me get a burger too you know (laughs) let me get two (laughs) 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 and there's no shame in our game we're we're normal we're normal you know we're normal we're, he- we're healthy you know and i'm not saying that you know oh, it doesn't matter if you get fat yeah it, it matters as long as you're healthy and you know and we try you know we try to to eat right and do what we can and I, i'm sure we could do a lot better but i said all that to say is that we're just like everybody else you know so people shouldn't criticize i mean you know we when you see the show tonight you'll be like okay well they can still move you're <laughs> artists you make art Yes, and
0: that's, that's and it doesn't the, matter. That's, that, the, that's what's supposed yeah. to come first.
1: And it's 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 what that's your talent is and what's on the inside it doesn't matter what's on the outside. You know.
0: Yep.
2: You should just strive to be the healthiest you can be. It shouldn't matter what someone else thinks about you because you know what? Yes, I gained weight, but I'm still me. I'm still sassy. You know, people used to say, oh, um, being in your group or something. No, the group didn't make me. I made it. You know, it's always your your persona of what you bring to something. Be who you are and be good with that. And that's where we are. And I think that's why we were successful. I think that's why we'll have a successful comeback because of our attitudes and who we are. We make it. This is JJ Fan. At right here. And this is who 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 it is and what we're about. So be who you are. Just um all right. <laughs> I was gonna share something. I was like, you know, sometimes you gotta hold your tongue. They always laugh and <laughs> say I talk too much. What a shocker. But um, you know, just be who you are and stay true to that. But don't get us wrong, if we see a picture it'll be like, Oh, can you airbrush that right there?
1: <laughs> <laughs> just don't get <laughs> Can you take that little <laughs> take that cellulite off right there?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you're talking about people who have fake butts. Right. Butts, fake you know, the right. Faces, plastic surgery on, on everything. We have had nothing. No. No. Yeah, you have That's to be comfortable.
4: Yeah,
3: Look <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Exactly. You're so absolutely play. right. There's always a stigma. Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna bring him Yeah. And he's a male. Yeah. Mhm. And it, it's very different with females. We and the, the saddest thing is is we're mostly judged by other females. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really not even the men. Like no. my husband will tell me all the time, probably because he's my husband, but he'll tell me all the time. <laughs> why do you keep you know why do you keep doing why do you care about if you have a little cellulite you know you're beautiful you know why do you even care but it's the females that are like oh my god she's kind of heavy you know she probably needs to lose a couple of it's the women that judge the other women it makes you feel like dang yeah. <laughs> what do the guys think if the girls think that but it's so funny because the guys, guys don't like they don't even care they don't even care <laughs> guys like it I, I can confirm that my husband always says a dog doesn't want a dog wants meat not bones or something like that So um, well put yeah. <laughs> so anyway um, yeah you're absolutely right if we were males it would it wouldn't even be an issue you know I was thinking about that as, as when we come back if we do a record that we do we should do something when about you do <laughs> when? when you do a record when when do a record absolutely when yes. that we should do something like we've always been real so to to bring something to the forefront that's real would be amazing Are you guys still in LA? Yes. And so you
3: got LA culture and the environment
1: of LA and Yes. Absolutely. yes that would be the goal we would love to do that just bring you know real real points across in our music relate to everyday people because everybody doesn't look like size two size three that's not the norm
0: Well, and there's also a little different uh i think <laughs> empowerment means something different now than it did back then with some of the things people say they're doing to empower themselves aren't quite right. the same as what we were talking about
2: i just think it's tragic all this um, plastic surgery that you get to make yourself feel better you know I, I look at people sometimes it's pretty scary you know when when they do the nose or whatever they do and and no disrespect to, to Nikki or whatever but you look at it and it doesn't even look real I mean if it doesn't look real really really so I just think you know like I said before just be yourself and, and if people can relate to you they can relate to you if they can't you're not their cup of tea and keep it pushing. And that's what we're always about. you know. I'm excited. I mean, we do good music. We do things that we can be proud of and we we give a great show. So I'm excited. I just really want you guys to come out to the show tonight. (laughs) See what we're talking about. No, come see, come see what we're talking about. See what we're about and judge for yourself and go from there.
0: Uh, Are there any new songs?
2: Uh, Rabian's working uh, on
0: one right now, so, so for not we haven't for even heard it. Not for tonight.
1: Oh no, not for tonight. No, okay. We want to give you the oldies but the goodies. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we like to do songs that our audience knows. Yep. Because they feel a part of it. Yeah. You know, they can sing along. They can, you know, they can be a part of part of the show. We in our show we do include our audience. So. Yep. Yep. You know, it, it's nice when you can look out there and hear people singing the words to your song, you know. And then
3: mm-hmm.
1: at this point in time, because people are here for the old stuff, mm-hmm. you get out there and you do a new song and they're like, huh? You know. Yeah. So I, I don't like to introduce new stuff on the road. If you're going to introduce right. something, then I introduce it on a record. I, I don't believe in that. I know it's going to be a party
0: tonight. Yeah. It is. It's going to be a real party tonight. Well, we okay. are getting close to our time here. Okay. Does anybody else have questions? Yeah,
1: my youngest daughter that's so funny that she they all think that our music is corny that's the first of all they think it sucks it's corny but my daughter said um that she came home and she was uh she was watching something on tv where the daughter was on tv and the mom was famous and i don't even know who it was but she's like oh my gosh it'd be so neat to have a mom that was that's famous and i went
3: (laughs) oh Dang. she's
1: like oh mom I forgot I, you know they don't even look at that you know I, I mean I gave her the look she's like first she's like what and like she's like oh mom that's right you are <laughs> you know they don't even think like that but like with, like if I play Super Santa be like oh my god please turn it off you know they, they think it's the corniest thing in the
2: world my 14 year old was not born needless to say but we did a show and we're still really popular you know and he was like you want my mom's autograph you know he was just amazed he's like seriously like this is my mom what do you you, yeah and and he was just and he went back home and he was telling everybody how all these people wanted the autograph and he was just like it blew his mind he hadn't they have no idea because they weren't born
0: right you gotta teach these youth.
2: Well, mine, even though
4: I have the youngest one, he's a mama's boy, and he he tells the world, he tells the school, the, the <laughs> principal, the teachers. So he, I mean, they love Supersonic. My little ones, they love it, but they they he's really good, and he's he's just a mama's boy, but he I he loves. that Supersonic boy.
0: made it on one of the dance video games too, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, so, Dance I mean, Central. You know, dance Central. Yeah, I've been driven crazy by that a couple of times. <laughs> I have two girls, so yeah. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, they're hard.
1: I'm like, okay, why couldn't you make it simpler?
0: Then I could do it too. I mean, I really appreciate y'all's time today. I appreciate all bringing Arabian Prince. This is going to be a monumental show tonight. Um, I feel like the Montreal is going to, they're definitely ready for you. They're excited. Uh, So it's going to be great. And thanks, everybody. Thanks to Pop Montreal for putting this together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was it. That's it.